When you have an operations person come in, they can then have a look at what's going on in this team, what's going on in this business, how many different things do we have happening every day that might be pulling at people's attention and kind of fracturing their concentration, and where can we start to make some things flow more efficiently? Where can we start to streamline what's happening? And what that's occurring in this team could potentially be automated. And I know automation also scares some people because like, I don't want to be a robot with my clients, but the whole point of automation is to not automate everything, but to automate those pieces that don't need that personal touch Mm -hmm. so that you have the extra capacity in your week to really give to your clients and to your community in a way that does have more of a personal touch. Are you ready to tap in to your power within so that your business can reach its truest potential? Hi, I'm Candace Haza, and I help business entrepreneurs access their inner GPS so that their business can grow and thrive. You are here to serve and to create an impact in this world. Welcome to the Intuitive Business Podcast. Hey, everybody. I wanted to welcome you all to this episode of the podcast where we're going to explore if your business is feeling a little bit heavy how to make it feel a little bit lighter, and who to hire to help you with that. (laughs) So I would love to welcome Kristen Westcott, and I'd love to introduce her and read her bio, and then we're going to dive right in. Kristen Westcott is a business growth strategist and founder of Kristen Westcott and Company, who has spent the last decade in legal and educational fields supporting leaders, and students in the areas of goal setting, productivity, and project management. After recognizing her true passion lies in serving entrepreneurs, Kristen honored her skills as director of operations. She quickly noticed that what was holding many business owners back wasn't a lack of drive or ability, but a lack of foundational systems that could support the day-to-day operations of scaling a business. These days, she spends her time helping online coaches, copywriters, and course creators scale without the frustration that massive growth often brings. Welcome, welcome, Kristen. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Candy. I am excited to dive in and chat with your audience today. So I feel like I've just invited a doctor when like we're having pain in our business. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm carrying around a hundred pounds something, right? And we don't know what to do with it. We've created this big, beautiful, massive business by putting ourselves out there. And now we might be feeling some stress. So The first question I want to ask you is when should we be hiring somebody like you? Talk to us about our mess, please. Yes, yes. Okay, so there's so many different terms in the online space, right? We have virtual assistants and executive assistants, online business managers, directors of operations. There's so many terms out there. And so the first place I want you to get clear on is not the name of the person that you should be hiring, but what it is that you need support-wise at that phase of your business. And so having a look at what are the things that are causing you to really feel heavy in your business and are those things that can be passed off to a team member or is it managing your team 
that is starting to feel heavy. Maybe you have got a ton of support and a lot of wonderful people helping you in your business, but now you're starting to feel the weight of being the direct report or the leader to all of those team members. And so when you get clear on where it is you're feeling that heaviness in your business, then you can start to figure out who is it I really need to hire me to support me in this growth. And if it's the heaviness is feeling like, oh my goodness, I don't want to do video editing anymore. I just can't bear to do one more, you know, Facebook live and trying to figure out how to repurpose that content. Then you're likely going to need to hire somebody whose specialty is in video or audio repurposing. But if you're just feeling really heavy with the fact that you're spending all day communicating with your team or trying to figure out a project plan for this new wonderful idea that you have, but you're just like, oh my goodness, this is not my wheelhouse to figure out how to take this from idea to actually happening in the world. That's when you would look to be hiring somebody that is at that more operations level to be able to help you with the strategy and the management of that plan in your team. Oh man, everybody take a deep breath in because that was a lot to think about. And it was very well said. I want to see Kristen, would it be all right to use my business as some examples of when I felt heaviness and how you help? Because like she said, let's not focus on the name of who you need to hire, but what is feeling heavy in your business? So for me, I noticed my business start feeling heavy around year three. I had a group program. I had individual programs. I had full on clients. I just looked at my schedule today. I have like 17 appointments in the next three months. That's it available. That's so I'm, I'm busy. Right. And then I start writing a book. And I think that was the, like the little monkey straw, you know, remember that game that like you put the straws in the, the camel's back and then the, the camel collapses right in this game. And I feel like my camel back collapsed at that moment. And I didn't know what to do. I know I needed help. And I called a friend that does something like what you did. And I said, help. <laughs> That's all I said. And I literally said that because I was in tears. Like I had a virtual company that did its job for a year and a half. And all of a sudden that started to fall apart because I was trying to manage that. I was trying to manage my copywriters. I was trying to manage my podcast. I was trying to manage who was coming on my podcast. It was like, can you hear the screeching halt? <laughs> so that's when I noticed I needed to hire somebody. So talk to the person like me that has some of these challenges and tell me, like, how do you fix these? How do you help people? Because I couldn't see what I needed. Right. And so Kristen is what I needed. Yeah. Well, the first step is to recognize it because I mean, by the time you get to year three of your business and you have been doing it all, it's very hard to sometimes release that control and trust in somebody else to be able to support you. And so the first thing you have to do is you have to get to that place that you are ready, willing, and able <laughs> to release <laughs> some of the things that you have been doing and to start building that trust with a team member. And then I would definitely, you know, make sure that as you're preparing to bring in somebody to do operations, that you have your current team just kind of like detail some of the steps of what they're doing in their day-to-day -day so that you've got some processes to start with. And I know that word scares a lot of creative, intuitive people, but on a daily basis, you are carrying out routines and processes, even if you don't realize it. And so now it's just a matter of writing them down. Don't make it scary. Don't make it more than it needs to be, but just start writing down the steps that you're taking to do that particular task. And then that way, when you have an operations person come in, 
they can then have a look at what's going on in this team, what's going on in this business, how many different things do we have happening every day that might be pulling at people's attention and kind of fracturing their concentration, and where can we start to make some things flow more efficiently, where can we start to streamline what's happening, and what that's occurring in this team could potentially be automated. And I know automation also scares some people because like, I don't want to be a robot with my clients, but the whole point of automation is to not automate everything, but to automate those pieces that don't need that personal touch mm -hmm. so that you have the extra capacity in your week to really give to your clients and to your community in a way that does have more of a personal touch. This is what happened. So for me, I, I am that person that in the past would have been worried about automation and worried about structure and foundations. However, I worked at a university for 30 years and an educational university, we had to plan every activity two years in advance. So I was extremely good planner. And the first thing I noticed about this business and about other business owners, which I don't want to be operation of managers of anything or anybody because I would really suck. What I did notice when I was coaching people is they were doing their newsletters. They were doing their podcasts. They were editing their podcasts. They were creating the content for their podcast. They were creating the questions. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. The good news about me and the bad news about me is I'm hugely talented in one area, <laughs> reading the Akashic records. Everything else, the good news about me is I suck. I don't write well. I have a learning disability. I don't understand computers very well unless you walk me through the process slowly. So the good news about me, and, and I want to preframe all of this because think about if you're not here, you need to even be here. And I was behind the eight ball. So I couldn't do, I, I don't balance my checkbook. I hired the first person on my team, went into all my accounts and managed my money because I figured I'm going to make some money. So I want it to be managed. Well, the second thing that I did, and it was very hard for me to find was a virtual assistant that could accommodate some of my learning challenges. So I had those two people in place and guess what? My business still felt heavy. And so I was still like crying and praying for the you in this world. So I want to just stop there and I want to unpackage what we're talking about at this point, because what I ended up having to do is making these click buttons, which I'm so thrilled about. So what the challenge between Angela and I is she's my virtual assistant, that poor woman, I'm calling her. She's calling me. I'm calling her. She's calling me. And I have three to seven minutes between clients. And so it was very like helter skelter. So the very first thing that we did is we created a click button for my programs. So if somebody is on a call right now on zoom, I go over to my chat, click my program title that they might be interested in. They're off on their own and guess what else they can do? They can also pay for that program. Then they all get an automated sequence and emails that my assistant used to have to call me with each email. Does this look, letter look okay? Does this letter look okay? They're done. They're automated. So it was such that little small thing was a huge thing in my business. So that's what I wanted to just share because this is what Kristen does is she helps take that here I am like selling you right but it is the, such the truth so what that do you is, have to yeah. say yeah about that, all that hot mess that I 
<laughs> put out there. You, I have to say you are not alone, Candy. I mean, I speak with so many people who have like, they're usually one to three years in their business, depending on the, the model that they have chosen. And this is exactly what I hear is I spend so much time going back and forth with clients, back and forth with potential leads, back and forth with team members that it takes up all of the time I had throughout the day that I had you know, earmarked for something else, right? Or I only have three to seven minutes between clients and I need to use the restroom and I need to grab some more water and I don't have time to like be back and forth with all of these people. And so what you're mentioning is part of an, an onboarding system. And that is one of the very first systems I recommend to all business owners, regardless of your business model that you need to kind of get in place is an onboarding system that matches the needs of your business or your program. And so it might be having a calendar link to get people to schedule a call with you. So you're no longer going back and forth in DMs, trying to find a good time. And then you do that several times only to realize you guys are on different time zones. And now you got to start all over again, figuring it out with time zones, whereas having a scheduler do all of that for you is perfect. Your scheduler sends out the reminder email so that they remember to show up for the call. They remember where the link is. So you're no longer getting back and forth emails of what's the zoom link. Where are we meeting? Are you calling me? Am I calling you? Right. All of those, again, back and forth kinds of things can have intake forms so that you can have some of the information that you need before you get on the call with the person. So you're not just going to be like, they're going, Hey, what's up? What do you want to talk about today? Right? Like you've got a list of things that are really important for you to know how you can best serve that person you're going to be getting on the call with. And so some of that automation, again, you get some of that information so you can be more personal with the client when you get on the call, rather than having to grab all of those boring details on the first five, 10 minutes of your call. And then that eats into the time you have to actually have those conversations and really dive in and create that relationship. And then, like you said, after that, they're like, oh my goodness, yes, I want to work with you. And you're like, here you go. Here's the link. And the rest of it's taken care of, right? Their payment, if you have a contract, right? Their login information, if you're a course creator, whatever that is, starts the sequence of events after that, that you have already carefully kind of carved out ahead of time with your assistant. So she doesn't have to send each email. She just, you guys create them together. The first time she loads them up once. And then every single person after that, that wants to participate in that program or that service option, it's just smooth sailing from there. And they feel so confident about working with you because they're like, oh my goodness, this woman has her stuff together. Like she has made it so easy for me to say yes. And I'm no longer self, you know, guessing we all have, you know, potential buyer's remorse after we make big investments, right? Our, our egos and our brains are screaming at us. Like, what were you thinking? And if you have a, such a smooth process afterwards, it really helps kind of calm that person and really helps them be really confident in the mm -hmm. decision that they've made to kind of keep working with you. So I could just keep going, but I'm just pause here for a second. <laughs> well, I, I like where she's going. I'm taking notes because one of the questions that we have on our list is like, what are the five systems the business owner should have in place? And already she's shared, we need an onboarding system. We need a calendar or scheduling link. We need intake forms, anything else. We're like sitting on the edge of our seats now saying, yes, please. Yes. <laughs> Your onboarding system can be as complex or as simplified as you need it to be to, you know, to kind of gear your business. Some people need to have a kickoff call. So for example, if you're a copywriter or someone who's doing service deliverables, you might need to include like a quick kickoff call where you review the stuff they submit, right? All of those onboarding questionnaires. And then you have a quick 30 minute call to make sure you're on the same page, that you have everything you need. If you need their brand guide or their voice guide or whatever it is that you have all of that stuff. 
And then in the call, you can also really clarify the expectations, right? Which is one of the other things that you want to have is a, a deliverable or an ongoing communication system within your business for your clients so that you know, if you are working together for 12 weeks, what is the expectation around communication or turnaround time or the best place to get a hold of you if they have an emergency and need to cancel a call, right? You don't want people DMing you on Instagram and Facebook and sending you a Voxer and then emailing you on three different emails and they're, you know, they're trying to frantically get a hold of you and you're now like inundated with notifications from this one person. Whereas if you set out those expectations of, this is how to get a hold of me. This is the process. If you have an emergency, you know, this is, you get one free scheduled call. And after that, it counts towards your package rate, like really kind of laying out the expectations so that there's no surprises come up down the road that impact your enjoyment of working with each other. Because that's, I think, where the tension forms is when the expectations and the boundaries aren't clear. And so if you guys set that up front, then everyone can be really excited and really clear about how this relationship is going to work. And there's not going to be resentment down the road. And that resentment eats into your ability to really deliver well for that client. Amen. Amen. That's such the truth. Such the truth. I want to go backwards a little bit and talk about these systems and putting them into place. We have a staff meeting every Monday, either at nine or 10, depending on everybody's availability. And we have it every single week. We never miss. And one time I actually missed my own staff meeting and they still had it. So I kind of, I was, you know, I was traveling and I think I was flying back. So it took us six months for me to say, I'm comfortably happy with where I'm at. Meaning, you know, for my podcast, I now have a Google form. So right now I have a Google form in front of me. I didn't have to say, Kristen, where's your stuff? Like, can you fill it out? Like this was done weeks in advance. Sometimes it's done three months in advance, depending on when people are on my podcast. So I just want to lean into that a little bit because I also don't want to disappoint people and say, oh, da, 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 ding, in one week, you will have all your systems and onboarding. I mean, I had a lot of structure. I really did because of my background in the educational system and being in charge of multiple departments. It's, you couldn't live without having systems in place. So how do you start? Like walk us through creating systems for somebody who needs maybe a calendar or intake forms or stuff like that. So highest and best, something that's overarching for everybody. Yeah, that's a great question. And I love that you brought that up, that you're not going to go from where you are now to completely systematized in a week. It does take time and you have to be patient with yourself. And if you have a team, you have to be patient with your team because you still have a business to run, right? So as you're creating these systems, you still have all these other things to do. So don't stress over like thinking you need to get all of these done in a month or a day or a week or whatever it is you're putting on yourself and give yourself the grace to do this over time. The second component of this is systems are living documents, which means as we put one together, we're putting together our first iteration and then we're working with that. And then we are going to slowly with our team and with ourselves start to find the kinks and start to revise it and make those changes. And then again, like Candy, you know, as podcast platforms change or as technology and capabilities of what we can do on social media change, 
those things will need to be kind of updated to reflect that. So your systems are never a one and done created and you close the book on it. They are living and breathing documents that we work within in our businesses with our teams to really constantly revise and, you know, reflect the team's strengths that we have. As we bring in new team members that have different strengths, our systems might shift as well. So give yourself that permission to not get it right perfectly the very first time and just get started. So one of the things I recommend when you are just getting started is to pick the one thing that is driving you bonkers <laughs> in your business. So let's say it's that back and forth scheduling with the people and it's just driving you bonkers. The next thing to do is then to say, okay, what are all of the things that are happening here? Okay. We've got back and forth DMS happening, you know, and then looking at what is the goal the goal is to get a mutually agreed upon time on our calendar and for me to have the information I need to have a really fruitful conversation with that person. And then start looking at what are the options for this? Okay, we can continue with the DM thing. It's not really working great for me. We could have them fill out a Google form, but that would still require some back and forth to get on the calendar. Like even if they give me their top three days, I've still got to go in and we've still got that kind of thing happening or perhaps there's a software out there that is built for something like this and then start to just kind of Google, or I mean, Google is phenomenal, right? You just type in, how do I schedule an appointment with someone and all kinds of things pop up for you. And so Acuity and Calendly are two platforms that are free to get started. And so if this is a brand new system for you, I always recommend you start, try the free one out, see if the system's working for you, or if you need something more robust, that's going to cost you money. And then start exploring, okay, what do I need from this person? I need their email. What do they need from me? They need a Zoom link or however it is you're going to call. If you're calling them, then they would need, you would need their phone number and then they would need to know that you're going to call them. What kind of information do I need from them to get started? Well, I'd love to know if they are a business owner. Do they have a website? What are their social media handles? What is it they're really struggling with? What is the number one thing I can answer for them on the call today, right? What questions do they have about me or for me? Whatever that is for your business, right? Again, if you're graphics or copy, you might need to know some more detailed kind of items. You might need to really kind of go have a look at their social media account before you get on that call so you can give them some suggestions or some advice, right? Because we want that call to be mutually beneficial for both parties on that call. And so then once you have all of those jumbled pieces of information that you've brainstormed of all of these things, then you start to sit back and have a look and say, okay, what makes most sense for putting some of these steps in order? And that's the first iteration of your system. If you're doing something online, so for example, Candy, you have a whole team to support you, but before that you were doing it yourself. And so let's say you were, you know, you send out a weekly newsletter and you want your assistant to know how to do that and where to tick and how to segment and all of the, you know, technological things that we have happening in the online space, you could do a Loom video for them and you just narrate yourself as you're walking through that task. So you can be like, Hey, this is what we're doing. I need a newsletter to go out. We send them out every Tuesdays at 10 AM Eastern time. It goes to this segment and these are the people we exclude. And then you're just literally doing it as you're sending out your weekly newsletter. So it's not taking any more time out of your day because you had to do it. And this time you're just talking to the person as if they have never done it before in their life. I have a seven-year-old daughter, so I always try and pretend that I'm trying to teach her how to do it without being condescending, but just like click here and then click this button here, right? Very granular. And then at the end, that is your first iteration of your process. You can send that video to the assistant and say, use this, give it a try. And then if you have a question, 
connect with me. And so now maybe you're taking the 10 questions they might've come back for you and you're narrowing down to maybe one question that they're like, oh, I'm not sure. Do you want me to tweak this? Is this the reply email you want? Or whatever it is that maybe you've missed in your Loom video narration. <laughs> and they can then create that process. So that's what I'll often do is then I will task that team member to take that Loom video and write it out in a way that makes sense for them because they're going to be the one completing the task. So they can grab screenshots from my Loom video if they need pictures. They can link that Loom video right into the process document that they're using if they ever need to go back to it. So it doesn't have to be complicated. Like I said, you could just do it as you're doing your day-to-day -day things and record it. Super cool technology. <laughs> So I'm just feeling into the audience that's listening to you. I just saw at least three clouds move out of their space, <laughs> you know, cause it's like, ah, oh, I felt lighter as you talked about this. Now I just wanted to reiterate, she's just given you some free tools. Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y. Okay. And Loom, and that's also free, right? So check those things out. I use, I don't use Loom, but I use BombBomb, but I think that they charge and Loom doesn't. You know, BombBomb was super friendly. And if I see something friendly, like I just clicked on the bomb and then BombBomb, like I'd say, hey, how's it going? And then you could click actually say, hey, you know, thank you for visiting with me. Here's a follow-up. And I actually am able to now click my www.candacehaza.com forward slash totally woo. So like I can do a little bomb bomb video, click, put my marketing piece to somebody that I've met with as a follow-up and they can see things and then they feel more comfortable before maybe, you know, maybe I invite them to another call or something like that. But the leverage and the available hand space in my business now with some of these things in place, you know, I might go in my pool in between sessions of being with people or something like that, because I have time in my schedule to think through a creative, like I love to create things like my team. If I say I have an idea, God bless them. I see all their faces go, oh, what's going to happen? She has another idea. <laughs> like I, I see them almost want to cry. And so I have to tell them, take a deep breath in. It's not a big idea this time, but, but they put things into place to keep my hands free. The other thing I want to share about you is, and hiring a you in the world of our business, is you said something about you don't have to stress as much anymore. To be honest, once I have my team meeting and everybody has is in their lane, I don't think about it again because I trust each person implicably. And so Kristen, like if you meet her and you look at her eyes and you just, you're listening to her voice, like, like no, and trust is very easy with her. So like to be able to have somebody to hold your back in business up, oh, there it goes. The fourth cloud just moved out of the way. So thank you for sharing all of that. So let's talk a little bit about some of the red flags that signal a business is in need of a do, do, do overhaul of systems operations. <laughs> you make it sound so traumatic. I just did it. <laughs> 
but it's wonderful. Like what, when you get to the other side, but it's like, it's like the journey going in is a lot, but it's so much fun. The journey on the other side. It is. The other thing too, is like I said, you can break it down piece by piece, right? So you don't, especially if you're not a systems geek like me, like I can task you one small thing to do this week. And it won't be like, oh my gosh, my whole week is filled with this operation system stuff to get these in place. Like we can break it down and you can just tackle it bit by bit by bit. That's what I do with a lot of my clients in, in my program, because it's really, it's designed for people who don't have a big team, but they need to get these systems in place so that they can, you know, breathe a little bit easier in their week. And so don't worry about it, you know, like (laughs) being like all the things you have to do. Okay. But let's talk red flags. So I mentioned a couple of the red flags when we were having our prior conversation is that people are trying to get a hold of you on all the different platforms, right? So if you're having people messaging you on all kinds of different social media platforms and Voxer and Slack and email and WhatsApp and anywhere and any, everywhere imaginable, that is a red flag that you need a system in place for communication. So whether that's communication with your clients, communication with your team, communication with potential leads, right? You will have a system for each of them, right? I don't deal with, you know, my team members in my DMs, but I deal with my potential leads in my DMs. And then I have a link for them to book a call and and so on and so forth. And so if you are not sure where people are going to be connecting with you, or you're having people try and connect with you anywhere and everywhere, that's a huge red flag that you need to put a system in place for communication within your business. Another one would be if you are working with a client and they are emailing you a lot in between your sessions or your deliverables, again, depending on your business style. If you're getting a lot of those types of emails, then there is some kind of a system missing. And it usually is part of your onboarding system. So again, you might have part of it in place, but that's a red flag that you need to develop that system a little bit more that it needs an overhaul because they obviously don't know the expectations. They don't know what's coming next. They don't know maybe the turnaround times or the balance boundaries or whatever it is that's happening in those emails, there's something there that's not clear for them. And so you would need to kind of go back into that system and say, okay, what do we need to do here to make it a little bit more clear? And it might be you just doing a quick video, you know, introducing yourself again, let's say it's a a course that you have, right. And they're not sure about the drip cycle and all that kind of stuff It's just welcoming them to the program, letting them know what can happen. If you lose your login link, here's what you do, you know, like a screen share software of click here. If you forgot your password, those kinds of things can really eliminate a lot of that email chatter that most often will end up going to your assistant, but it's still taking time from your company. Yes. And time when you're a solo entrepreneur is lost revenue. And so that's what I really feel that you do is you, you're coming into a business with a big mop and it's going to pick up the things, put it back in the bucket and then make it purposeful and useful is what I think that you, you know, one of the the gifts that you offer. I have a a kind of a funny question and, but it's a real question for somebody that does what you do. So you made a point to say (laughs) us visionaries and uh, you know, these creatives intuitives, we have a different type of mindset. Let's, let's be real. Mm -hmm. You know, we have this creative flair to us, but take us in front of the details. And it's like, Oh my God, it's like pulling out one eyelash at a time. You know, it's painful to me. So when my team has to take me through something that they know is going to be a big detail, deep dive 
They have to use a different strategy to keep me focused with attention deficit disorder, which probably most visionaries have. <laughs> so what do you do with us hot messes? Tell us how you keep us in our lane. <laughs> <laughs> so you're describing two different people. So I don't know if you're familiar with the book Rocket Fuel by Gita Wickman. And so that whole book details the difference between a visionary and an integrator and why a business needs both right? Because yes, you creatives, you visionaries, intuitives, whatever you want to, you know, title you want to put on it, you are needed to drive the vision of the business forward, or there is no future of that business. It's stagnant and it becomes stale and it's not meeting the needs of your, your audience or serving your people. So you, we need you. And then on the flip side of that coin, you also need the details person, in the business, which Gina Wickman calls an integrator. And so that integrator's job is to take that big vision and really kind of break it down and, and do all the little backend components, the detailed plans and that kind of stuff. So when you are communicating with a visionary, you need to make sure that you've got your end together. You have to have that plan completed. You're not coming to them with a half-baked plan and a, you know, a few different ideas here. You need to have all of the details worked out ahead of time. And then you have a look at that plan and say, okay, what do we need to really focus on now? And what can wait? Because if, again, if you take a whole plan back to a visionary, you're going to lose them in all of the details and the 12 steps that have to happen. And so I always recommend to, you know, team members who are working with that visionary is to have all the details in place and then take that, just the plan that we need to put into place either this quarter, this month, whatever it is, right? You know, your visionary's attention span, how far ahead are they comfortable thinking in details and then kind of focus on that piece. And then I always prep my clients like that, that it's coming. I'm like, okay, <laughs> here we go. It's going to be 10 minutes, just 10 minutes. We got this. And then after that, I want to hear your next big idea. So you know how you say, like you say, I've got an idea and your team's like, oh my God. Right. I usually try and flip that and say, okay, we're going to do this for 10 minutes and then I'm all yours to listen about your idea. So it's like, there's a reward at the end of you paying attention to the detail. <laughs> and it sounds silly, but that's the way we all work. Let's be honest, right? Like at the end of my week, I'm opening a chocolate bar or a bottle of wine or whatever, like whatever your reward is. So for visionaries, the reward often is sharing that new, big, fantastic idea they have with someone who will listen. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like my two-year-old son. He could not sit still and he, you know, his hair would get super long. And, you know, my daughter had no hair for two years. He had all his hair that kept growing and wouldn't sit still. So we'd always open up a lollipop. My daughter's girlfriend would come over and cut his hair because she could do it. And I couldn't get him to a salon. I was afraid he'd get hurt because he'd move so much and he'd lick that lollipop and hair would be on. He didn't care. He was getting a lollipop and he didn't usually get a lollipop. So lollipops and haircuts work. So basically what you're saying is you have a lollipop center for business owners that 12 lollipops to take them through the details that you're going to give them 10 minutes. So yeah. Bite-sized pieces, bite-sized pieces. Oh, a Tootsie pop. <laughs> There's something in the middle. So, but I love what, you know, this is important because it really isn't my gift to sit through the details. I get antsy. I get impatient, but you know, when Mary Beth leads the way, she's like, candy, take a deep breath in or going a little bit deeper. And then it's like, oh, I won't say what I say, but but at the end of the day, you know what happens, I think, is when you take things out of a visionary's mind or off their plate, because they're always rotating in the back of our, our mind, 
I don't let them rotate as quickly. They're a slow, slow grid right now because I know that somebody has that space. And then for me, I know that I can lean into my office manager. And I think that's why I really wanted people to meet you, to hear what you do and to understand that you got their back. You're there for them and their business. And when we're working on our business and we're working in our business, it's kind of like you're our marriage partner. Like we, we lean into you, you have our back and we trust you. We tell you what we want. And like, for me, I don't care how you create anything. Like, for example, I came to my team. I have an idea. Let's create an intuitive business quiz. <laughs> that was my idea. And here is the information I would like in the quiz and it needed cleaned up. So the copywriters got busy. And then my office manager found some sort of a click button, a program, like you said, a tool, right? So she found all of that. And that's what you do. You make life easier. And da, 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 da. I had a superpower quiz, but it wasn't because of me. It was because of Kristen. It was because of Angela. It was because of Curtis and the Kartra click button. So all those people it took to make one project and it was seamless. It was a lot of work, but we got it done because of you. Yeah. <laughs> people like you, what you do. And there's, I mean, there's work involved, right? That there's always work involved, yeah. but if you get to stay doing the work you enjoy, then it doesn't feel like work or doesn't feel as heavy. Whereas if you had to go in and do all of, find the tool and do the research of all of the oh. different technology and that, like you it never would have got happen. the quiz. I, that, then, well, I right? didn't. This was an idea I had the first week of my business. It was five years ago. And within three months of really hard work, I mean, it was, a, it was a big investment of time and energy, but it was such a beautiful gift I was giving to my clients too, because, you know, then they were able to see multiple components of themselves, their challenges and my office manager and my team delivered it. It wasn't me that delivered it. I just, I tell everybody where to go, but I didn't deliver that. That was a, that was an effort from everybody. Yeah. And everybody has their superpower, like you said, right? Your quiz helps them identify elements of that. But there are people out there whose superpower is writing and other people's whose superpower is video editing. Other people's got, you know, have a superpower of graphic design and the colors just kind of come to them and everybody has their own superpower. So rather than forcing yourself to do something that is not your superpower, find that community, find your support people, and then everybody gets to do what they love to do. That thing that you hate doing is what somebody else loves. And they're like, yes, Candy, I would love to help you with that because that is my zone of genius, as Gay Hendricks would say, all right, or that is my superpower. <laughs> I think it's great. So let's get down to some nitty gritty stuff. Let's get into the details. Listen to me all grown up saying this, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what are some details or some things that you have in your resource bag to help people? you know, and not just like some click buttons, but maybe do you have like copywriters on staff or do you have resources that we don't have to call 10 people to figure out? Like, tell us about how that works. Yeah. I mean, I do. I have a ton of templates that I use with oh. my people. 
um, they, they're a lifesaver really. Right. Because like, if you think, oh my goodness, I don't know how to write this system and I can be like, okay, well, here's a template. And then you just got to tweak it because everybody does it differently. Or you might have a different tool, right? Like I use active campaign, but some people use convert kit and other people use car and right? Like, so you just got to tweak a little bit of that in there, but at least you've got the bare bones of that. So I love templates as a starting point for people knowing that the goal, always the goal with a template isn't to take it and try and make it fit your business, right? We're not jamming a square peg into a round hole. We are using it as a framework for you to be able to then put your business into something like that. So if you have no idea where to start, it gives you a good kind of starting point. I also have a large network of people that I have worked with over the years, because as you can imagine, managing teams, I've connected with so many fabulous Facebook ads managers and copywriters and sales page designers and brand photographers and brand strategists. And I mean, there's just a whole bunch of people in my network that I'll often just connect people with in a DM. And they're like, oh my goodness, this is my biggest struggle. And I'd be like, well, this is probably the person you need to kind of speak with. And so I'm often connecting people with the person that could directly help them solve that particular problem. Because as much as I would like to think everything is an operations problem, it's not, not always an operations problem. And I can direct people to exactly what needs to happen, right? Or if we've figured out the backend system, I can say, okay, now it's time to turn up your marketing, right? Like we have everything running smoothly. If you got a hundred leads and a hundred new course registrants today, or 10 new client increase for your one-on-one services, right? You, your backend could handle it now. So now let's go find that marketing system to support this backend. What is, what is it that you love doing? Are you video? Do you like writing? Do you like speaking? And then helping connect them with that person to be able to say, okay, if you want to do a podcast, here's the person you need to talk to about how to get that podcast started, right? Because there's people that do that. They just help people launch their podcasts. And so really being able to take what I know from helping them build their systems and then say, okay, here's the next step, right? Here's the next person that's going to really help you take this system and maximize it for your business growth. That's just such incredible information. You know, you had me at templates. Like, you know, so I really, really am grateful for templates and systems to be put into place. So, one of the last things, that, or it doesn't have to be the last thing, is revenue. Like, how much should people earmark? And it's roughly speaking, because one of the things that I think is probably holding some people back is it's like, can I afford the Christians of the world? And I want to talk a little bit about money and what they should be looking at as an investment. And when is that a right time financially to bring somebody in? Okay. Yes, absolutely. This is such an important piece of the conversation. And I just want to say a little caveat here before I get started is the figures that I'm going to state are not like cut and dried and they might shift within your own business. So just don't get that in your head and be like, oh my God, I can't even think about that right now because your business, it might be a little bit different for your business. So I'm going to speak on averages, but on average to have somebody who is a director of operations in your business means they are leading a team of other people who are implementing things. So a virtual assistant, copywriters, you know, website designers or your, your Kartra people, your podcast editors, like whatever that happens to be, you're paying all of those people as well. And then you're bringing somebody in to lead or manage. So your business should be averaging around gross revenue between 450 and 500,000 to bring in a director of operations. However, in between there, you can hire project managers 
to come in and, and manage your launch. Or you could hire, there are companies that do launch management that come in for your 12 weeks and manage your launch. And so you might start there. So if you are like, oh my goodness, I just, you know, launch, a uh, launch feels really heavy to me, but I'm not at the $500,000 mark, then look at what type of support you can bring in in the meantime. And that might be a launch manager, or it might be somebody who specializes in your particular system. So you might have a Kartra person to come in and take over all of that kind of stuff. So you will kind of step up that way. And a lot of the people I work with are crossing that first six figure mark, right? So they've hit a hundred thousand, they're maybe 125, 150,000. And they're like, what do I need to grow? I want a Kristen in my business, but my business can't support that on a hundred thousand a year. What do I need to do to be able to get to the point where I can hire you? And so that's where I, I work in that sweet spot is like, okay, well, the next goal is to take it to 250,000. And then from there, let's grow and see if we hit 350,000. And then at each level, you can start to up-level that operational support. So again, you might have a project coordinator and then a project manager or a launch management team. And then from there, maybe you have an operations coordinator come in at a very low fractional capacity. And then from there, they grow with your team so that they are like a half-time person before they kind of level up. So you can still get that support and then increase that level of support as your revenue grows. Because for a full director of operations, they usually start at around 2,500 to five grand a month. And so if you think about that, that is the person that is leading your team, but you also have those people underneath them that you're going to be paying out their, you know, contractual rates or part-time employees or full-time employees, whatever that looks like in your business. And so having a look at that and seeing where, you know, but you might be able to get someone to do your launch management for far less than that, right? Because they're coming in, they're taking just the project off your plate and, and then you can grow from there. Online business managers. And again, in the online space, there's always gray area as to what we classify as an online business manager, but somebody who is truly going to manage your team, your processes and your projects, but maybe not quite have that strategic capability of a director of operations. They typically start around $65 an hour. So again, you don't want to be paying them to do virtual assistant work. You want to make sure you have a virtual assistant in that seat doing their work for the, you know, within the wage range for the work that they're doing rather than paying your, your online business manager to load up your emails or things like that, that could be done by your virtual assistant. And so really looking at what you have in your business, who you on your team, are you maximizing their current skill set? Can they do more than you're actually giving them to do? Or do you need to up-level to that next person? And so for the in-between people that are like, oh my God, I just listened to this whole episode and I want to work with a director of operations, but I'm not ready. There's, there's ways to do that in between. And so you could do that one-on-one -on -one with group mentoring, right? With somebody who helps you kind of take each week a different piece and put that in place. You can join a group program. So I have a group program that, that where that's what we do with my clients in that group capacity is we walk through. So there's seven strategic objectives that all business owners need to have, whether you are a startup or a multi-eight-figure business. And those are financial steadiness. So this is what we're talking about. Revenue is one part of that. There's also other components that require you to connect with, you know, your lawyers and your accountants. There's visibility. So this is what most people think of as your front end marketing. There is your products or services, operational efficiencies, which is my wheelhouse, team growth, client experience is really important, especially you want to be able to retain your clients for as long as possible or have them work with you in that next level capacity. And then the final piece is professional development or leadership development, because as you grow as a business owner, 
whether you think of yourself as a leader or not, you do become a leader as you take on that visionary role. And so those seven strategic objectives stay the same, whether you're a startup or whether you're an eight figure business, but what you focus on under each of those objectives will shift as your business grows into those different pieces. And so what we do within my club is that we look at those capacities and we'll take one of those objectives and focus on it for the month. So one month we'll focus on client experience and what can we do this month to up-level your onboarding, to clear up some of those red flags, to smooth that piece out. And then maybe the next month we'll have a look at team growth. Okay. What is your desire for this team, for these people to support you and where you're at with your revenue right now? What is your best next step or what can you afford to bring onto your team? And then what can we look at preparing for the next six to 12 months to start bringing in some more support so that the goal is by the time you finish working with me in the club, you're at the point revenue wise, you have your operations in place and you have that team of implementers that you are then ready to bring in your operations person in whatever capacity that looks like for you. How does that feel everybody? This podcast alone, listening to the point of the seven strategic objectives will help you to gain such clarity. So thank you for that gift. Speaking of gifts, do you have any gifts for the people listening to the podcast today? I do actually. So we talked quite a bit about what an onboarding you know, experience might look like. And I actually have an onboarding and offboarding checklist. So I will make sure you get the link to that. You can pop that in the show notes, but they can download the PDF and it'll walk them through a bunch of different examples, including what to put in a welcome packet. So again, you don't have to, if that makes you like freeze up, then you don't have to do it. But thinking about what you might put in as a way to kind of really warmly welcome your clients and what that might look like. And there's some details in there about things you might like to include. So it's all out there in a checklist for you. Again, just because it's written on a checklist doesn't mean you have to do it, but it gives you some ideas as to what you might like to incorporate into your business. Excellent. Any final thoughts or words of wisdom that I haven't covered and that was sitting on your heart and you thought, man, I really wanted to share that. Anything else that, that was there that you think is super important for them to hear right now? I do. I think it's important for everybody to recognize that their business growth and who they have supporting them in their business is going to be different from the, the person sitting next to them. So it's very easy for us to get caught up in the online space, looking at other people's feeds, listening to what other people are doing in their business and thinking, I'm not there yet. What am I doing wrong? The answer is nothing. Everybody's business journey, growth, systems, all of that stuff is going to look very, very different. And so there is no judgment. There is no comparison. You just need to be happy with where you're at and, you know, just take that one next step to move closer to the direction of where you want to go. Take that one next step, grab Kristen's gift and start implementing something for yourself. Make your business lighter for you. Remember your business was your gift to operate in this world. And Kristen is the person to hire to help get the gift to the world. So anything else before we head out today? I, this was just magnificent. I'm so grateful that all of you have this podcast with Kristen's wisdom today. Thank you so much for having me, Candy. It's been a delight to talk about these things with you and your audience. And thank you so much for spending some of your time today with me. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope that you feel more connected to your power within 
and that you take action from the guidance here today. For more information, please head to CandiceHaza.com where you will find more resources to help you and your business grow to the next level.